All right, guys, welcome to episode 17 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. All right, to start off this week, I'm going to read you off a quote that I feel really just it impacts me in such a way with our special guest. It just I felt I felt it on my heart to read it to you guys because when I read this, I thought of her. So shout out to all the women out there building up other women, to all the women out there trying to love themselves, to all the women out there fighting for more. I see you. I hear you. I stand with you. Um, so before I introduce her and because, you know, you all know that I love to talk. I get to like chat to Kathy. So I want you to close your eyes this week and repeat after me. I am enough. I am enough when I worry. I am enough when I wonder. I am enough when I try. I am enough when I stumble. I am enough when I win. I am enough when I give. I am enough when I love. I am enough when I dream. I am enough when I hope. I am enough when I am enough. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. Or I actually took that photo quote that she had on her page. So I just felt like it tied in. But I want to introduce my very special guest this week, who is full of empowerment, but gives me strength and courage on the daily basis as a woman, as a mom, as a friend, as a sister. Um, I love everything she stands for. And I feel like she's walking in these shoes to empower many more, to give others hope, to give others strength, and to give other women courage to believe in themselves, to fight for themselves, and to know it is not the end. So with me today, I have Jessica McCartney, fellow Street Parker, fellow mom, fellow <laughs> woman empowerment, who is currently fighting triple negative breast cancer, and she is a warrior. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for saying yes. <laughs> no, thank you for asking me. You're going to have to flip these shows around, or we're all going to be crying before we start <laughs> talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so happy oh, yeah. to have you on, and I am so happy that I stumbled across your page. Um, and you're just full of light. Like you, I just look at you. I'm like, I want to be like her. And <laughs> I say the same thing about you, girl. <laughs> you are because I, like we were saying not too long ago, you know, cancer is something that really stops people dead in their track. And you can either fight or you can either decide to stop fighting for your, for yourself, for your life and just let the cancer take over. And I feel like every day you're a shining example to all of us and all of us women. And you're so selfless. And yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy to have you here and to have this conversation with you. And I feel like you're going to inspire so many others. No, oh, I really, I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a whirlwind, um, getting that phone call that diagnoses you with the big C word. Um, because gosh, you just don't see it coming. You know, I mean, I assume most people don't see it coming. Uh, I didn't have any family history that I knew of. And 
had had a history of uh, cyst and my left breast like two years prior, but that doesn't predispose you or to anything or make you more likely to have breast cancer. So it was a shock and you go through processing, you know, what you've just been told. Um, I see people posting on, you know, support groups on Facebook and other places, just like, you know, I got the call. What do I do? My head is spinning. I can't think I can't breathe, you know, and then you, however much time that process takes. And then as soon as you kind of accept it, you move into this, you know, really empowered state, but now I have to be a fighter. You know, I have to, you don't, you don't get to choose what the next year of your life is going to look like or more depending on, you know, how things go. I, I don't know. I mean, it's supernatural, you know, that, that piece that I have, I mean, I, I believe in God and all of that, but you still have to kind of put on your big kid pants and decide to how you're going to treat every day when you wake up. So for those of you listening, would you like to explain to them what triple negative cancer is? Because I feel like when most people hear breast cancer, they associate it with one type when Mm -hmm. this is the most like aggressive um, of breast cancer. So, um, there are a couple tests that, you know, go along with after you have your biopsy of, um, of your tumor and there's some aspects of cancer that can be like hormone related or, um, you know, with estrogen, progesterone, and there's her two positive or negative. And there's one more that is escaping me because there's three things. And really what that tells the doctor is, um, what type of treatment your, uh, cancer will respond to. And so for some, you know, there are some estrogen based, um, therapies that you can get. There's some immunotherapy that you can get, but for triple negative, hardcore chemo, chemotherapy is the only way to go. Um, if the tumor is pretty small, they can do uh, surgery early and then you do chemotherapy and radiation comes into play. If you have like a lymph node involvement and spreading and stuff like that, but really if it's triple negative, you're, you're getting chemotherapy. Um, but when, you know, when I was told that the radiologist actually said over the phone, I, I hope I don't remember him correctly, but he's like, the good news is it responds to chemotherapy. I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) I think he didn't know what to say. Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't want that job either, but, um, the fact about triple negative is, you know, there are grades and those are how fast a tumor is growing and or spreading in your body and triple negative are almost always grade three. They're the fastest growing. Um, it also targets it. Well, out of all the breast cancers, 12 to 15% are triple negative and triple negative also often or more often targets younger women. And by that, they mean, uh, younger than 40. So it's the most aggressive, which meaning it grows and spreads the fastest. And it's in a population that is not told they're supposed to be screening or get mammograms because mammograms happen after 40. Um, I've heard of individuals, well, this 
we're probably jumping a lot of topics, but um, there's a group that I've found support in. It's Barbells for Boobs. And the CEO, I just learned she started it because her best friend, I believe she was 26 and her doctor's like, you're too young and didn't do a mammogram and ended up diagnosed six months later. But when I think of that in, in my life, so I, like I said earlier, I've had a cyst before. I know what that's like. Also, I've worked at a cancer center for seven years. I did, I worked in registration and I worked um, as the administrative assistant for the executive director. And I just have been around it. I've seen all the hoopla October, like breast cancer awareness month, but I didn't even know that this could happen to me. Um, and totally have chemo brain and forget where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, when I found my tumor, it was small. It was uncomfortable. I didn't think a whole lot of it, but also as Desiree said, you know, I'm a mom, I have an eight-year-old daughter. Um, I was working full-time at a law office as a legal assistant, and I was going to school full-time to be a physical therapy assistant. Um, and I was at the very end of my PTA program doing my clinical rotations. So every day I was, um, you know, obligated to be there. And so I was like, you know what, I'll deal, I'll deal with this after. And, you know, I know you're not supposed to wait for those kinds of things, but we're talking, it was 11 weeks long. My rotations were 11 weeks. And in that time it grew to, um, almost five centimeters by four centimeters. Um, I'm yeah, centimeters. And I'm a, I'm a small person. It was half my breast by the time I got looked at. Um, and the symptoms, I hope, you know, none of you get grossed out or whatever. I'm happy to share, you know, what actually happens. But um, originally it was just, you know, I could feel a lump there. And then uh, it was incredibly painful, not just like menstrual cycle painful, but, you know, kind of like that, very painful. And then the day before I got my mammogram, there started to be like black discharge. Um, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, I can just imagine. Um, from my understanding, when reading about triple negative, it was saying that the estrogen it, in your body, it's feeding those hormones to the cancer. Like that's how the cancer is getting it. That's the that's, growth or the progesterone. How do you? Progesterone? <laughs> yeah. That, the and the estrogen are working together or I don't know exactly how to say it, but I know that <laughs> it's feeding kind. the cancer. Okay. Okay. I think that's, that's one of the other kinds. That's the one. Um, yeah. I wish I had looked at it before. Chemo brain is seriously real. You guys, when I finished my PTA program, I graduated, but I didn't get to take my board exams, um, because I ended up in the hospital after my mm -hmm. first chemotherapy and I just couldn't take it like, and now I can't think my poor two-year-old or two-year-old second grader, my eight-year-old second grader, other family member has to check her homework. <laughs> Can't do it. It'll come back. It will. It will. And yeah, you're finding it. It totally and will. You're a shining example to her not to give up and to keep fighting yeah. and whatever she goes through in life. I feel like you're just a role model to her. Um, so regardless of the homework or not, you're there as, as yeah. a powerful force letting her know that she can conquer anything she sets her mind on in life. Um, she, she still believes I'm, I'm super mom. She brings me her homework awesome. 
babe, I can't do it. And she's like, yes, you can, mom. I'll bring you my number line to like figure out her math problems. That's so cute. We we need our kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They give us power and they give us strength, more strength than they know. Yeah. They she, she shaved my head. I have, I think I have pictures on my social media somewhere, but she, um, when I went to the hospital, actually, she's very concerned because my hair hadn't started falling out yet. And she's like, calls me, mom, is, is it falling out yet? Cause she wanted to make sure I had hair for her to cut when I got home. <laughs> I was like, babe, you can shave it. It's okay. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, she's going to grow up to be, well, she's already an amazing human being from the sounds <laughs> of it. So she's going to be an absolute amazing human being as she gets older. That's, mm. that's remarkable. Um, not many people her age would be able to say that. Or at least, you know, cope with the fact that their parent has cancer. Yeah, um, I think some of the um, the work that the social workers do at the cancer center, you know, they talk to you about if you haven't been able to talk to your child. And um, I didn't need those resources. Just I feel like, you know, kids see everything. They know so much more than we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. You know, they they feel those emotions. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was never a chance that I wasn't going to explain to her what was going on. And, you know, it's kind of the same way about being vocal about my journey online um, with everyone. I mean, it's empowering for me having outward support, not feeling like you're alone. You know, my family's going through this too. My daughter's going through it too. So having her support and kind of, you know, cheering me on and then praying for me all the time. I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. Hmm. I'm sure it gives you more strength too. And more of that push, not give up. Uh, yeah. To keep going. Cause you're a wonder woman, wonder mom. Um, but you, I asked you about your self-love journey and now you're transitioning yeah. into a new self-love journey. And how has that looked for you? Cause it was obviously different prior. Um, and yeah. now you're transitioning to a new state of acceptance and how has that been? Yeah. Um, you know, I think like a lot of things that go along with cancer, it kind of, it kind of just is what it is. And you, you have to adapt. And if you choose not to adapt, I think those are the people that find themselves, you know, depressed. And, um, I mean, we all don't feel good. Let's be honest, right. but you know, there's, there's a lot to say about having mental strength and, you know, deciding your days and how things are going to go. Um, but so before I got diagnosed with cancer, I had found street parking, um, maybe not quite a year prior. It was in June, a year ago, I think mm -hmm. June. Um, and I decided to do it because I wanted to be more physically fit for my PTA career. And, you know, I got really close to finishing 75, um, in an embarrassingly long period of time because I was <laughs> doing, you know, school work, mom, yeah. all, that, all that stuff. But, um, you know, I was still proud and making gains and I'm a tiny human. I am very small. I like weigh nothing. My doctors are always very concerned. I'm like, look, I've weighed this much since high school. Like it just is what it is. My body doesn't want to weigh anything other than what it is. Yeah. Um, but I had gained a couple pounds doing street parking and some more muscle. And after I got diagnosed, um, you know, and I shared with the street parking community, oh my gosh, just the flood of love there. It really helped me be motivated to want to do everything that I could do. 
and, um, you know, physically, you just really don't have a choice about what your body's going to do when you're going through cancer treatment. We're on a lot of steroids. Um, like I'm small, but if me looking at myself, like my face is so puffy from the steroids, I don't feel like myself. I've gained 14 pounds, um, since I started and just, I can't deal with that right now. You know, my body needs to fight what it's fighting. Um, not crazy soreness from wads every day, but also the the chemotherapy, um, everybody reacts differently. Sometimes your labs are what are terrible. Sometimes people are nauseous and throwing up. Um, sometimes people are okay. My labs made me really anemic. So I couldn't, I mean, walking, I have stairs and just walking up the stairs, my heart rate was like 163 (laughs) one day. And I mean, we're like one step at a time, you know, so I had to put street parking aside, which is kind of sad. You know, I didn't quit paying for my uh, membership because I just want to stay on the (laughs) website because the community is so good. Yeah, of course. And every once in a while, I do something just to move when I feel my absolute best. And then I get to post about it. And then I feel awesome all over again, even though it's like, literally you guys have posted like four times since I think last December. And I was like, you're a rock star. Yeah, you are though. You know, I mean, um, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just looking forward to afterwards and kicking butt. You know, we, my mom, my sister and I kind of made a joke about like, I'm going to street park my ass because I don't have boobs anymore. Excuse my language. But <laughs> You know, I don't need both. As long as one is like on point, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's funny. <laughs> um, who needs them anyway? They're overrated. I've never, I've always been an no. A cup, like 32A, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, when I hit, when I got, when I was pregnant and when I had my male come in, my biggest was like a 34B. And I was all proud. Like, and now, yeah. I'm like now I'm like, mm, nothing's there. It's okay. They're overrated. Yeah. Who needs you know, them? I have had people assume that I've already had my double mastectomy. And it's almost like I, I related to what you would feel like if someone thought you were pregnant and you weren't, you know? Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. It's like, um, no, would you like, do I need to like pull my shirt tight so you can see like there's something here still, um, <laughs> you know? let me tell you something about cancer. Everyone's journey is different Mm -hmm. and I am not a fragile human being, but this one person did say, um, well, at least you don't really have anything to start with. Like my surgery is going to be less invasive as someone else's. (sighs) I mean, probably the most invasive thing is emotionally, which is why I think being positive from the get-go and trying to understand like, this is temporary. And how can I navigate this positively? It's just, it's going to be better for my mental health. Right. Um, that person was not nice. (laughs) I don't, I, I always, I always tell my mom this, like I, she's like always the first person for me to call her my sister, but I'm like, I don't understand what goes through people's heads. Like you have that much energy (laughs) to hate. Why don't you put that energy into some place in your life where you can better yourself or become a better human? Yeah, that I mean, kindness is full circle, no mm-hmm. matter what your situation is. Um, and as a tiny person who has a hard time keeping weight on, mm-hmm. you know, 
if I get sick, I'll drop in the 90 pounds. This is before cancer. So, you know, people say, you know, man, you need to eat a cheeseburger. I'm like, come on, that hurts the same on the flip side. Right. right. Yeah. Anyway, the same goes for my itty bitty titties. I will, I will be sad just like someone with double D's will be sad. It's, it's all the I'm same, you guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we all share the same emotions. No one better than the other. No, um, yeah. definitely not a comparison. Yeah, and that was something else. Uh, what um, on your last post it stood out significantly at the very. It was towards the end. Um, reconstruction. Mm. It's a hot, hot cancer topic right there. Uh, I read it. I was like, people really ask those questions. I, I just, I don't know. I guess as somebody that's like very, you know, try to at least encourage others in a positive way, that I don't get why that matters. Um, yeah, there's in the support groups, you know, again, everyone feels differently. Everyone's insecure and secure about different parts of who they are. And, um, I get like, you know, I don't have huge breasts now. So, but you know, there are people who would look at this as a (laughs) big air quotes opportunity to Mm -hmm. get free reconstruction and have like, you know, some full C's or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there are people out there that, that think that way, but in my opinion, it's just a lack of, of education, um, or a a lack of understanding that there are different opinions on the matter, because I don't care if if someone goes and really wants reconstruction or looks at that as an opportunity to do that. I mean, good for them. That's great. I can't make that decision knowing what I know about reconstruction. So in my case, um, with the triple negative, I do have a positive lymph node and that automatically makes me get radiation therapy. So it's chemo surgery, a little bit of healing time and then radiation. And, um, after seeing a plastic surgeon just to get all the details, cause I wasn't, you know, adamant, absolutely not. Like I want to know all the things. Right. Um, he said that expanders, which go in before the implants, to kind of prepare. Um, it keeps your skin from tightening up too much during radiation. They're only successful 50% of the time. Mm. And that means you're at risk for infections, uh, your skin thinning and splitting open, just like major complications. And that number was not good enough for me. Mm. Also, I'm not a candidate for just like direct implants. So getting expanders through the radiation and then getting implants. Um, I'm just, I'm too small. There's like not much there to support. And then you're taking away what support there is. So I'd Mm -hmm. have to have a latissimus dorsif muscle flap, like come all the way around from the back of me up Mm. to the front to like help support stuff. Like I am not that into these boobs to have to cut some muscles and they're huge scars on the back. Like (sighs) I just don't, I don't want that. And then also there's so many people now explanting because of it's, um, BII breast implant illness. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a real thing. I mean, these people, it's almost treating them like an autoimmune and making them yes, feel yes. extremely sick. Um, 
there are so many, there were too many stories of like, um, that were unsuccessful at that whole process. And I mean, shoot, do I wish the breast implant illness didn't exist and that the process was super easy and this was going to be super easy and I can just, you know, snap Mm -hmm. my fingers and have boobs and feel normal. Sure. But that's just not the reality. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yeah, that I was shocked to hear about how many women are currently or have suffered through receiving a breast cancer, like after their breast implants, like after months or years of having, I've had two friends go through that and very sick, very ill, became very fragile. And they thought that they just, you know, their body was just, I don't know, maybe they had a disease that they had no idea what was going on or just, you know, Google searching everything. And then Mm -hmm. what do you know, you go to the hospital or doctor and you find out this is going on and they both had it removed and now they're doing amazing. They're better. And they're all like pro, you know, itty bitty titties. And they're like all happy about it now, but happy to have their life back. Um, I had no idea that was even a thing until a friend of mine of two years ago and she had them removed and now she's in the best shape of her life. She actually, when she moved to Indiana, she joined street parking. Um, and yeah, she's just in incredible shape and she's all happy now, but it, who would have known? I had no idea that was even a thing. No I, idea. I mean, some people will make that decision and hopefully we'll never have to deal with any of yeah. that, but knowing that that's a possibility for me, like going through cancer is enough. Thank you. Right. I, I don't right. need to put myself in the position where that could happen. Um, and then also, which my, uh, surgical oncologist has said multiple times, I can change my mind. Um, you don't have to get direct implant, like at the time of mastectomies and and all of this, Mm -hmm. like I probably could choose, it'd probably be more invasive because there's like less to work with. I'd still have some major surgery to go through and, um, like 10 years from now I could, you know, change my mind. So I, I don't think I will, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's still there. It's still an option. It's still there. Um, so what does self love acceptance mean to you? Um, whether it's Uh, in this current state or, you know, before cancer, but what does it mean to you? I think self love is, you know, all encompassing of just taking care of who you are, where you are right now. Um, because it, it means different things depending on what we're going through. You know, I feel like I wasn't loving myself as much as I could have when I was doing school and mommying. I didn't sleep enough. I didn't eat well. I ate like trash. <laughs> Let's be <laughs> honest. Um, you know, um, but now going through what I'm going through, some of loving myself is just, you know, giving my body permission to do what it needs to do, heal you know, rest, um, being positive and, you know, there's, I want to say I have a family member just in case they listen to this. I I don't know if they ever will. Um, they're just against the whole Facebook, social media, like why are you so public with your life, you know, but 
you know, I get so much out of encouraging others because it encourages me at the same time. Um, so doing whatever it is that lifts your, lifts your spirits. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's so much good we can do by, um, taking care of ourselves. We're better people for ourselves and for everyone else around us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, you see that when you're a tired mom, it's like, moms go take a break. Your kids need you at your best. Um, Mm -hmm. but honestly, it's, that doesn't just apply to moms. It applies to us in all of our situations. Like when you had wrote, um, no one else is me and no one else can choose my attitude or how I deal with things. This is my life to live and what I live and what I want to live is the best I can, is the best I can live it. And I was like, "Mm, yeah, that like hits the nail because no one else is you. And I feel like what you put on social media and like how you empower is like, not just your journey, but this is your journey. This isn't, you know, God gave this to you. And rather than why me, uh, what, you know, I didn't deserve this. I was almost done with school and yeah. you know, you, why did you go and ruin my life? You took it and you turned it into a positive and now you're empowering so yeah. many women. Uh, <laughs> and I got to say your videos are awesome. You have to do more. Um, cause I'm always like, does she post today? Like she hasn't posted in a few days, but the eyebrow video was awesome was so awesome. I was like, oh man, she's, oh, I ha- I was laughing. I'm, I'm going to run out not. of stuff because like my eyebrows, I, my hair is growing back. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I was like, I need some of those. Like how, your eyebrows look all perfect. I was like, oh my gosh. It was just so funny. Like you oh, man. are, you see the joy out of it. And yeah. you know, it's just, you're such a light. And I had said today, I was like, you know, talking about sunflowers and I'm like, you are a sunflower. Anyone can want to be a rose. Cause all, of course, roses, everybody's like, Oh, I want a rose, but mm-hmm. you're such a sunflower and you see the light in the darkness and ah, yeah, your videos, you have to do more. <laughs> <laughs> totally funny. It was, it cracked me up. I had to like, watch it like twice. Maybe I have to, wait, I have to tell you something that's like soup. Well, I don't have to be fearful of it, but I I'm jokingly, I'm super fearful. So a friend of mine was like, you have to put this on TikTok. I'm like, I don't even have a TikTok. I can't mm-hmm. become a TikToker, but there are a couple, there are a couple videos out there for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I made it and I posted those eyebrow videos on there, but you know, they cut, they're, they're short on TikTok. Yeah. So I had to cut that, cut that thing in half. Well, like 33,000 people have seen the first one and think I went with those dang eyebrows <laughs> and only like 19,000 have seen the second part. And so everyone's commenting like, um, I don't know if they're too close together. Oh my like, gosh. Them. Oh my gosh. That's social media for you. That is right. and especially TikTok. Yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, that's uh, a good laugh though. Oh yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, this, this whole cancer thing, our journey, it goes so fast that by the time my eyebrows fell out, like I had to, you know, get rid of a couple hairs that day after all yeah. of that had happened. And then now, you know, I only did that, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, not that mm-hmm. long. And now my eyebrows are too fuzzy. So the other day I tried to put these eyebrow tattoos on again and they all were falling off. Oh <laughs> I no. I guess we should have done another video. 
Yeah. I'm like, these aren't staying. What the heck? And I had to peel them off. Oh, it was so funny because you first try to wipe it off and it was still there. Like the funny ones, like the thick ones. And I was like, is that going to wipe them off? And you're like, it's not. Oh, that was so stressful. The second video on TikTok is the one where you see me go, oh my, oh, oh no, oh no, it's not coming. That's the thing so is, funny. a little bit of coconut oil and eyebrow tattoos come off, ladies. Yeah. Oh it works. My but gosh. honestly, throughout this journey, like, like I said in that post yesterday or whenever that was recently, I, I just, I don't care. I look like a cancer patient because I am one. Okay. Right. You know, I can't do this up every day and pretend that I don't feel the worst I've ever felt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't really want to hide that from people. And let me tell you when you're on chemotherapy, it gives you hot flashes, like insane hot flashes. At least it does to me. Yeah. So half the time I walk out of this house with anything on my head, be it a wig or a hat, I'm bald, like halfway through my day. I just, I can't, so I don't need this makeup. I don't need the hair. I don't need other things to make me feel okay. Like that's, that's inside. We can make ourselves feel okay. And I know like, that's what you're all about. And I don't know, probably why you like me a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of it. No, I love it. I love, I love you. I just like, I love you as a person. I love you. Like I said, like, you're so inspiring to me as a woman, as a mom, as daughter, you know, you can go down the list, but, um, yeah, I just, I, I felt drawn to you and it was like, okay, I'm going to ask her. And then you're like, <laughs> what me? And I was like, yeah, like you embody everything. I'm, you know, what I've tried to create this podcast to be, um, yeah. we all have different journeys, each of us battling, well, you know, our own struggles or, you know, if we're going through, um, you know, something like cancer. And I feel like because you use it as an empowerment and as a part of your journey um, of acceptance as well, you know, you, you're everything that I'm trying to build on, on this platform and hoping to inspire many, because like I said before, we tend to give up on ourselves when something is like a wrench is thrown at us. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're saying, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do this, this, and this, you can look at the bright side of life. And even though it's going to be hard some days, you're not going to want to get out of bed and smile. Yeah. You still have to at least make a small effort, um, and be consistent with it because long-term, like you said, it's such a short journey in mm-hmm. reality. Um, but you're living it day to day and you're living proof that you don't have to give up. There's no reason to give up. Yeah. Um, you're human yeah. and you're going to go through hard things. But um, you're obviously, he's not going to put you in a situation that you can't handle. Um, mm-hmm. And you're using this cancer as like, um, as a, like, as a story, you're storytelling, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I love it. And I love that you had put sometimes cancer isn't the toughest thing, um, though it might be the scariest. Yeah. That, that I stood mean, out to me. There's so much to people's stories. I mean, so much to my life that we won't even, you know, touch today. But, um, I think in what you're doing and what a lot of people who are, you know, being brave and telling their stories are doing, it's just this community that you're building of support 
for people who are going through things and everybody is going through something. Everybody. There's no one. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Seeing people who look perfect on the internet, like, you know, a family and all their kids and all this stuff. It just looks like this life is perfect that you see, but nobody's is. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I don't want anyone to see me and think like, oh, that's easy or it's, I don't know, not a big deal or like not really get it or whatever. Like I, I want people to know, um, you know, what I'm, a lot of people too, that are out there that are kind, that want to show you support and love and pray for you. And I, I want that, you know, um, I also probably the, the best, um, the best comments that I ever get on, on Facebook are the women that say, Hey, I shared my story today publicly because of you. Like you really empowered me to do that. And I'm like, that's one less person going through something really hard alone. Nobody has to go through anything alone. We can all just, I said this before, but empower one another, the world would be a better place rather than it's too easy to stroll on social media or, you know, there's a certain family out there that has really impacted so many young women to look a certain way mm-hmm. and kind of restructure what the female face should look like and the body. And, you know, <laughs> no one can tell me that. And I say this all the time out loud here at home, but no one can tell me that you came out of your mom's vagina looking that perfect. <laughs> if that was so, then why are we more just walking robots where we look picture perfect? Okay. Right. If you look close enough, my I'm so sunburned and I have a line. I don't even know how that happened from playing, you know, coaching soccer over the weekend, farmer's tan all over. Why am I not walking all perfect stretch marks, you know, loose skin? But yeah. in reality, like we're all going through something. We're not picture perfect. You can, you can go ahead and filter and Photoshop every single photo you want. But look, Mm -hmm. the reality of is that this is life and it's supposed to be imperfect. There's Mm -hmm. no straight path to follow. You're going to hit a lot of bumps and obstacles and you're going to fall many, many times and you're going to get up and you're going to feel strong. And you you might go through a few chapters where you're just gun ho and then you come to a complete stop. But it's that stop that you should know that it's okay. I'm still enough. I'm still worthy. I'm going to get through this. You know, it's just, it's just life. It's just life. And that's the beauty of it, that it's so imperfect. If it was supposed to be perfect, then he would have never given us freedom, the ability to choose what path we wanted to take. Um, I actually, I don't, I'm trying to think of like a really, you know, empowering way to describe why I've made this decision, but I don't know that I can. I post more unfiltered pictures now that I look the way I look than I did before. You know, I, I'm 34 and I, you know, got the little wrinkles on the forehead going and I don't know, genetically, I just have like really purple under eyes and, um, yeah, it's easy to throw a filter over that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have a friend comments on my pictures every once in a while. I was like, oh my gosh, your skin's so flawless. And I only post when I don't have acne all over the place or that's a, you know, that's photoshopped or whatever, but you know, cancer is just so raw and real. I think Mm -hmm. it just kind of, I don't know, empowered me this journey in a way to just be absolutely real. You know, there's no sugarcoating this. You can't sugarcoat this. 
And I think it just made you stronger. And honestly, it's going to make other people stronger to know that she has cancer and she's not even hiding it. Who I don't have cancer. And why should I hide? Why should I hide in blankets of Photoshop photos, makeup and all this? Why can't, you know, to see their own natural beauty in Mm -hmm. a sense, whether you're male or female, um, because we all struggle, um, women and men. but um, is there any type of like practices you do like self-love wise or self-acceptance or journaling, anything that you do that has helped you along the way? You know, I've been gifted a couple journals and I feel really bad because I'm not a journaler uh-huh. and, uh, you know, I had written in it like twice and then there was like a month. And then my next journal entry was, I think I realized today that I'm not a journaler because it's been a month since I've written in this thing. (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) Um, I think honestly, the times that feel the most healing and raw and empowered to me are the times that I do the long social media posts or like in street parking or whatever. It's like, um, you know, kind of encouraging others, but then you, I don't know, not fake it till you make it, you know, it's like when I am feeling down, I think that's probably where I'm the most encouraging to others kind of by accident, because it's something that I'm feeling and want to share for, for others. Um, I don't know that there's anything other than that specifically. Um, I'm just doing a lot of resting. There's not, there's not a lot that I can do, you know, I mean, I can pray and, and read and, um, and things like that. And I, I have great friends that, you know, send me verses and, you know, I have those little things that I can depend on. I know God's always there and he's got me like, this is a rock in my life that doesn't change. yeah, but I don't know, kind of being that raw, vulnerable me. And is, vulnerability moves mountains. It know, does. It opens doors for other people to see that it, they're not alone, but also it's okay to be vulnerable. It's something that, like, it's one of those things where we're like, oh, I wish I could be vulnerable just like her. Um, I wish I had that in me, but we all do. Um, we just need to just, it's as simple as just opening up. Um, and sometimes that's how I feel with social media in regards to social media, where if I go on these tyrants, you know, these long rants, <laughs> but I feel like I'm letting go of something that might've been weighing me down or, yeah, you know, uh, like, absolutely. And it's always interesting to me, the way like life just, or the universe or God, whatever anyone believes in it kind of aligns. Cause there might be somebody that reads that that day and always says, ah, I needed that. Or, right. That was for me today. Yeah, yeah. See, and it's just like, there's a reason why it happens and there's a reason why it's okay. You know, you're vulnerable in that exact moment and somebody else needed it too. And it's like a me too moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me and I, and I'm pretty sure for you that it, it's a feel good moment too. Cause then you're just like, not just help somebody, but you know, as a person as well, that you're not alone either. Um, yeah. 
but yeah. Yeah, holding on to everything that is weighing you down, it just that is what I couldn't imagine doing, you know, through this through this journey. That's that's what I couldn't imagine. Um just sitting with my own thoughts 24/7 about what's going to happen in my future, you know. Um there is uh, we touched on this a little bit before we started, but um you know, people do live through triple negative breast cancer. Um, it is the most aggressive because it grows the fastest, but it has a higher survival rate after that five-year mark than some of the other types of breast cancers. Um, it doesn't mean it can't recur. It can. Um, but still when you're going through cancer, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that changes mentally. Um, you know, what's my future going to be like, what am I going to be able to do physically? Am I ever going to be able to fully street park, you know? (laughs) Um, and you know, for my, my PTA career, uh, yeah, there's just, there's a lot to think about. And I couldn't imagine not being open, sharing those with other people. Um, I do also have a counselor that I talk to, you know, at the the peak of the moments, um, when I need to. And that is, I think that's great for people to do, Mm -hmm. like, let it out, share it with other people who can be supportive and kind. And, um, yeah, Yeah. I don't don't think anyone should hold on to anything. Yeah, no, I think that I agree that I'll always say, yeah, you shouldn't, uh, it'll eat you alive and yeah, (laughs) makes you very miserable. (laughs) I can really attest to that one. Um, So tell us a little about this barbells for boobs. You, your, your barbells boobs. Before she gets into it, let's say a very happy birthday to Miss oh. Jessica, who is turning. Actually, um, her birthday is this Thursday. So as you you guys are listening, it is already Thursday um, in regards to the podcast. But happy birthday! So we might even call this Thank happy birthday. You episode, but no, um, (laughs) a very happy birthday to you. And so tell us a little about this fundraiser. Okay. So, um, I connected with a gal through street parking named Karen. I have to shout out to her because she has been like my rock. She's been where I've been and kind of the one that I latched on to, to ask questions. And she's there for me anytime I can text her, but she connected me with, um, this organization called barbells for boobs and they, um, provide resources for women going through breast cancer, you know, educational resources, but they, for your mental health, um, they have someone there. They also will, um, it's, they advocate for fitness throughout your journey and after um, at first they were just focusing on the after, after treatment, but they're there for me now also through treatment. I mean, they have a personal trainer who will, um, take any wad that I want to do or anything that I want to do and tailor it to what my physical, you know, limitations and capabilities are at the moment. Um, it costs me nothing. Like these people came out of nowhere. They are fantastic. They support one another. They've, they've been here. Um, we can ask, you know, questions of each other through the breast cancer journey and also through fitness. Um, because there's, you know, there's research about, um, even chemotherapy, like 
stuff going better for the individual and especially mentally, if you do, um, you know, keep being somewhat active, they do yoga. I mean, all, all kinds of stuff. So, um, I even learned some things through their resources that I didn't know, um, like about fitness through, through treatments and stuff like that. So they're really just, they're, they're building this empire to educate women about breast cancer, having, you know, people know that they need to do their self checks and and things like that. When you're young, it's, it's can happen to anyone. And then, um, how to, you know, get your life back afterwards. So I'm really excited to diving more into it. Um, when I'm not anemic and, you know, my heart rate's not 163 on the stairs. Um, anyway, so I, you know, on Facebook, when you have a birthday coming up, I've never clicked on one of those, like do a fundraiser. But when I saw that, like, I I have to do this for them. I mean, I totally believe in them and what they're doing for not just me, but all these women. So I have a little fundraiser going for my birthday. And I'll go ahead and add the link in the synopsis. So, you know, for those of you listening, um, you can go ahead and head over and donate and support Jessica, not just on her birthday, but also her breast cancer journey and to support other women too. And just breast cancer, bringing it to light. It's just one of those things as well that we should be advocating more for. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like giving more information about, um, because like you said earlier, and we were talking prior. I, when I think breast cancer, I just think breast cancer. I have no idea until I spoke to you about being on the podcast and did my own research and listened to different podcasts of doctors talking about triple negative and also just breast cancer in general, where I felt like I was finally like a little educated, but Mm. we're not, we don't, we're not giving women of all ages enough information. Um, cause like you said, any it's anybody can get it. You know, it's not just like, Oh, you hit 40 and now you know, you are more prone to get get breast cancer or develop, I'm sorry, develop breast cancer. Um, you could be any age. So, um, we really need to educate, um, women more and girls. Yeah. And well, and drive home to that again, triple negative. It happens most often in women under 40 Mm -hmm. and it's the most aggressive. So the population of people who are most likely to not be heard by their physicians to get screened because they feel something are the ones that are going to be um, staged later, you know, when it's already spread or larger, harder to deal with. So actually that's one of the reasons triple negative breast cancer um, has some of the poorest prognosis out of all the breast cancers, because it's almost always staged later. Um, than other types of breast cancers that are seen on like mammography and and stuff like that. So yeah, ladies, check yourself Yes, and don't let a doctor tell you you're too young to look into something further. If you're worried, like get checked, find another doctor. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You heard her find another doctor because you know, your body better than anybody. Yeah, Mine are great. Trust your intuition. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, definitely. Well, we'll have to meet up sometime because I was like, wait a minute, desert hot springs. I was like, I'm in Apple Valley. That's so close. Um, like way too close. My husband's like, are you going to go to her? Like, I was Ugh. like, well, I really want 
to talk. I really want to at least get her on the podcast. And then of course we could do another one. I'm all for that. So um <laughs> once but, I once I finish. Yeah. <laughs> once I yeah. once I beat this monster. Yes. And you are. And I love that you have, I love the way you talk about it is like, once I beat it, but you never have, I heard you throughout this whole conversation, like if, or, but, or, you know, or, um, you're always so strong about when I, when I beat her after this, um, I love, I listened to you really closely and it's, I love the positivity you bring to it and how you don't let it you know, obviously affect you, um, or take over in a sense. But, um, is there anything you like else to share to those listening? Uh, I know we have such a large base, like pretty much women, um, yeah. listeners, but, um, anything you'd like to share with them? I know you said, you know, get checked. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything you feel in your heart, uh, anything, you know, you like to leave them with? Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just want to hug all of you, (laughs) you know, all of, all of the journeys that everyone's going through, you know, I can, even I can be, you know, extra positive and stuff like that, but I just, I don't want to downplay, you know what I'm going through, what other people are, are going through, you know, the moments that are really raw and, and hard. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I shared anywhere, but I was at my grandpa's funeral. I'm sorry. I didn't tell you this before. I was at my grandpa's funeral when I got my diagnosis. Like I told them, Hey, don't call me this day. Um, in the morning, I will be busy. And they specifically called and left a message. And they said, I know you said you're going to be busy later. Like, no, but then I like had to call them back and I'm driving the procession with my mom, holding her hand, listening to this news and have to keep it together through a funeral and then just like lost it on my sister. So, um, I just want to encourage anyone, you know, no matter what you're going through, it doesn't even have to be cancer, you know, something that you think might be small, you know, find someone to talk to and don't do it alone. Yeah. We got each other girls. Yes. And I love what you said when I am here to educate and shed light on this journey that I hope none of you go through, but the truth is one in eight of us will honestly, in a weird way, I'm glad I am one and one less of you are when <laughs> I try and I told you I try not to get I'm, I try to hold it together as best I can but when I read that and like going into this podcast and I read it again right before I got on with you I'm like excuse my language but she is yeah. so fucking fearless like I can't even wrap my head around if I would to ever ever get cancer Um, but for you to say that and be so selfless in a sense where you're in a weird way, glad you got it. And you're thankful that it's not someone else. Like who says that? Like (laughs) not many, like you're talking about when you're saying this, you're not saying like my mom and my sister, a friend you're saying everybody. So every woman out there, you're saying 
I'm glad it's me and it's not you. So if you saying that, thank you. Like, thank you for being such a like inspiration, such a light uh, for advocating for breast cancer, for sharing your journey with us, for really being so raw and vulnerable and, you know, sharing a part of your life with us. Um, you know, for me, I'm very thankful because I'm, as I go, you know, as you continue sharing, I'm learning too. I feel like I'm becoming a better person. I know you just through, you know, social media, but it makes me realize like, I'm, I could be empowered in so many ways, but in this moment in time, your journey is empowering me without you even realizing how much of an impact it's making in my life. I feel like I'm better. Like I'm not the things that used to be scared of. I'm no longer scared of. And I feel like it's not just me. It's many, it's many of us. Um, so please don't stop. Um, I promise you, you're reaching a lot, a lot of people, a lot of women, and um, you're giving them hope with whatever they're going through in life. You're giving them a sense of hope um, and empowerment that uh, this life might be hard, but you know, it's just in the moment um, and that they can really face whatever it is that comes their way. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank it's, you. Uh, I'm, yeah. That's one of the things that I said at the very beginning. Uh, probably, probably my first post is just, you know, if anyone is encouraged by my journey, if anyone goes and gets checked and finds this sooner, you know, if anyone's educated, then what I'm going through has purpose, um, you know, greater than just, just me. This isn't just about me. You know, I could sit in a hole and be sad and, you know, worry, but that's a waste of my life. Is there a quote that you love or that has carried you um, through either life or this journey? I put everybody on the spot um, at the very end. If you have any, you did, you any, did not warn me. I know, <laughs> I know, I don't. I never do. But any any words like. Um, Anything, any, any quote, like something that stands out to you. Yeah, Desiree, I'm going to think of something really good when we're done I'm with this. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of any one thing at the moment, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's an all-encompassing. This journey's too big. <laughs> well, I read one and I, and I. And I thought of you because it said she stood in the storm and when the wind did not blow her away, she adjusted her sails. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, you adjusted your sails. And like I said over and over during this podcast, but that you're empowering. Um, you're giving us light, you know, you're light in the darkness. Um, so don't ever stop. Um, well, where can people you. find you? You're welcome. But where can people find you on Facebook, on TikTok? Name it all, and I'll even add it to the synopsis. But Instagram, you can add it. I don't. I don't know if my Facebook is public. Mm. Maybe. But I think we had to make things public for street parking. Probably. I mean, my name's yeah. Jessica McCartney. Uh -huh. um, my Instagram is at Jesse Lynn. It's just one S and one N. J E S I E L Y N. And my TikTok's 
the same with some numbers at the end. <laughs> at Jesse Lynn, 137, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's yep. that's uh my my dad's airplane tail numbers from the Air Force. It's like his favorite oh. number. So they appear in random places. <laughs> oh, that's neat. That's really anyway. cool. Um I feel like n- numbers are one of those things that like are like very significant to me. What well, at least me. Um especially in the times I need it most. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Those three tend to appear places. They were in my student number for my PCA yeah. program, oddly enough. <laughs> oh. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If people really want to find me and they want the depth, they just need to become street parkers. Go, yeah. go <laughs> become, you know, come work out with us. Yes. Yeah. Come work out. Um, join us. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I feel like that's, um, a large part of my journey too, with, I don't feel, I know, um, I would have definitely never wore the sport the wear the damn sports bra and shorts. Um, <laughs> I, I was telling one of them, the mother moms was like, remember when you told me not so long ago, I wish I could be like you wearing the bra and the shorts. And she's like, now look at you. And I'm like, yeah, but street parking, um, for sure. There's a lot of women empowerment in that community, a lot. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being on. I will add all her information again, like I said, in synopsis and also the link to your barbells um, and boobs, uh, your fundraiser. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, thank, thank you. It was an honor. Yeah, it was. No, it was my honor. I. I hear these stories and I got to hear your story, but I feel like hearing all these stories is just an honor. And I've said this time and time again, but the greatest gift you can give another human being is time. Time cannot be given back. Um, once you give it, you can, it cannot be replaced. We, there's no time traveling. There's no going back. So for me, it's always such an honor. Um, so before I talk to you some more really quick, um, thank you guys for listening. Again, let's give a big shout out and happy birthday to Miss Jessica. Thank you for being on the show. I hope you guys not just were empowered, but learned a little bit more. And for those of you women listening, if you've ever been skeptical, like not skeptical, but thought there was something going on um, and kind of just pushed it to the side, um, please go get checked. Um, you know your body better than anybody. Um, so don't, don't hesitate, um, like Jessica said. Um, but also, uh, thank you each week for tuning in and just making it a place where we can come together and empower one each other and just build this beautiful community, um, of human beings, because we all have a story to tell each one significant, um, each one with purpose. So I hope you guys have an amazing week, an amazing weekend. Um, and again, thank you. I love you guys for your love and support. And yeah, before I go, let me drop you off with some discount codes. Um, make sure you head on over to Born Primitive and shop their spring line. Um, they do have a big reveal coming May 10th. You can save at checkout. Um, I will drop, now we have a direct link, so you, it automatically saves you at checkout. I'll add that in the synopsis um, as well. Head on over to Wad and Done. Get yourself some grips. Stop tearing. Use discount code treasures10 at checkout. And then if you don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar, you can head all over to Goalie, get yourself some gummies. You can use at Lincoln's underscore treasures 
save and also a new one, Maven Threads. I love headbands because I'm a, I sweat too much. Um, I do barely like 10 squats to warm up and I'm already drenched, but that keeps me from sweating all over. So I love their headbands. You can also, you can use now discount code self love effect um, at checkout. And last but not least, let's give a huge shout out to the UR brute force community as well as the street parking community. I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, bye.